Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Afriwetu podcast, where we look to celebrate African history and culture by telling our story. One of the things that is important to Afriwetu is to tell the origin legend folklores that are really a part of our story. So today is a legends episode, the origins of Ndahura of the Chitara Empire. Now, as with most legends, there is the facts and then there's a sprinkle of the mysterious that form their story. And this one is no exception. If you haven't yet, please go back and listen to the Bachwezi dynasty episode as this legend is the founder of that dynasty. So this also means that this is a guest narrator episode. And my people, how excited am I? Because I am welcoming the truth slinger. The chief thought provoker himself, Amani Maranga. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time it is, wherever you are. Welcome to... Oh, well, this is Mona's podcast. But my name is Amani and I do a podcast called Living Truthfully. (laughs) (laughs) Can I hire you? Of course. To introduce me everywhere I go. I, and I'm not even finished yet. Uh-huh. So a few things to share about our chief thought provoker, oh, Amani. No. And I will also ask him to tell him a little bit more after his spin on the mic. So he is generally somebody I consider a good friend who is so generous with his time and space. He's a father of two wonderful children. He is a podcaster and the host of the brilliant show, living truthfully i will ask him to share more on that later but if you don't know i I don't know i don't know where you've been he is an encourager and my listeners let me share a little secret amani is very special to me and afriwetu because i first told him about this crazy idea for a podcast and how i was struggling to do it because i just wanted it to be perfect and he gave me a push told me to just launch it go for it forget about being perfect and live your truth that is what he said, but a lot more eloquently. So I just want to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I, 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 I. Okay. And um, now, Amani, I'm going to ask you one question that I ask every single person who comes onto the show is, outside of the goodness of your heart, why did you agree to do this? <laughs> um, also sad, I can just spend time across the table looking at you. <laughs> this is a great way to spend a Friday afternoon. Thank you. So, I'm shallow like that. You know what? It's okay. We're all shallow. Yeah. Somewhere. All right. So, so I really like these stories. First, congratulations. Thank you. And well done on Afriway too. It's Thank a really you. good pod. It's a really good idea. Thank you. I shared it with some friends in the US who are looking Ooh. to teach their children a bit of Af- African history and are looking for or looking for material that would give stories about African kingdoms. And get guess who had just the right platform? <coughs> so, Same one. well uh-huh. done. Thank well you. Done. I'm very, very proud of you. Thank you. So, yeah, um, I came here to tell this wonderful story. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons I came. Yes. I came because there are names here I cannot pronounce. <laughs> so, it's, it's great practice for my tongue to be able to say some of these names. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I mean, I'm going to stumble. I'm going to, some of them don't just roll out my tongue 
due to mother tongue influence. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to telling a good story. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm actually not going to tell, ask you to give us a teaser unless you want to give us a teaser because I just want to share a few facts about the region that you're talking about. Or do you want to give the teaser? I, I, I don't know if I have a teaser, but this okay. is what I'm going to say. All right. I'm going to say that this story mm-hmm. has the makings of a great story. Okay. It has trickery. Mm-hmm. It has betrayal. It does. It has the underworld. Yes. It's got a power struggle. <laughs> You've got to wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> That was a teaser why I lie. <laughs> so <laughs> our producer is looking very happy. Anyway, a few facts to share about the Great Lakes region as the Chitara Empire encompassed this region. The Interlocustrian is based in East and Central Africa. The region has within it seven, a, a number of countries, namely Tanzania, Kenya, Uganda, Rwanda, Burundi, DRC, Malawi, Mozambique, Zambia. This region houses the Great Rift Valley. The most common language across is Kiswahili. And the area has at least 15 lakes, of which Namlolwe, which is uh, Lake Victoria in Duluo, is the second largest freshwater lake in the world in surface area. And Lake Tanganyika is the world's second largest in terms of volume and depth across the world. And with those few facts, let me hand over to our truth slinger, Amadi. All right, thank you very much. Um, this is the origin of the Bachwezi. And the story starts with the introduction of the character Isaza Waraga Rugambanabato. He became king when he was still a very young man. But he was considered a good king and had the people's good will. In the course of his reign, the king of Okuzimo, the underworld, his name was Nyamiyonga, made advances to make friendship with him. He sent a messenger to approach Isaza with a series of riddles. In his message, Namiyonga did not state what he wanted, but instead provided Isaza with six clues from which Isaza was to deduce his requests. The riddles included 1. The measure of time, also called Entarabuire. Two, the rope that arrests water. Omoguha Oguboha Amaizi. And three, what makes Isaza to turn to look behind? Ekihindura Isaza Okurora Enyoma. Four, one who knows no duty or responsibility. Entamanya Mulimo. Five, the one who drinks, who knows no suffering or cares and comes drunk with alcohol. Sounds like an uncle I know. (laughs) And six, the door that shuts poverty. The king could not solve these riddles. Neither could the assembly of elders whom he called to assist. Kogere, the Saza chief of Busongora, an aunt to the king, brought a maid called Kazana, 
who soon promised that she would unravel the clues. The maidservant provided the answers to one of Isaza's wives, and the answers were that one. The measure of time was the clock. Two, the rope that arrests water was a dome made of millet flour mixed in boiling water. Three, what makes Isaza turn around and look behind was a calf, because as the calf was being brought in, the king turned to look behind when it uttered a cry. Four, the one with no sense of duty was a dog, because it was given a smoking pipe, but just stared at it disinterestedly. Five, a baby was brought and placed on the king's lap, whereupon it scratched his face and wetted his clothes, thereby becoming the answer to the fifth riddle, which was one who knows no suffering or cares and comes drunk with alcohol. Makes you wonder, baby, alcohol. Six, the door that shuts out poverty was a request by Nyamiyonga. Remember him? The king from the underworld. For a blood pact through exchange of blood-painted coffee berries. One painted with Nyamiyonga's blood for Isaza to swallow and another smeared with Isaza's blood for Nyamiyonga to swallow. You know, lawyers? Yep, Isaza had one, a legal advisor. And he advised against making any friendship with a foreign ruler whom he had not seen before. But since the custom demanded that one should not deny another an offer of friendship, ladies, an offer of friendship should not be denied, Isaza delegated the ceremony to his servant Bukuku to perform it in his name. Bukuku swallowed Nyamiyonga's seed. And Nyamiyonga's messenger took leave of Isaza and reported back to his master. Nyamiyonga was filled with fury and sought to avenge the trickery and insult that Isaza had done to him because this was about him and Isaza, not Bukuku. Nyamiyonga found out that Isaza loved two things, cattle and women more than anything else. So he summoned his daughters, chose one of them called Nyamata, meaning milk, and sent her to Isaza's palace as she would then pay the king back for his disrespect to her father. She made her way, Nyamata, with her entourage to the kingdom, and while they were at a distance, her escorts left her to proceed along to Isaza's palace. At the palace, she was met by Bukuku, the one who swallowed the seed, who then took her and introduced her formally to the king, with the following words. I have no intention of insulting my ladies, but there is no one as beautiful as she in your entire household. Isaza's young sister, Runyunyunzi, who was in the room, agreed with Bukuku and said, There is no one as beautiful as she in your kingdom, Papa. 
It didn't matter either way because the Sasa, he fell in love with Nyamata and made her his wife. The plot was working. Nyamata, knowing of her husband's love for cattle, soon found out that he loved two in particular. His cow, Bihongo Biagaju, and Ruhogo, a bull. It was soon time for the next part of the plan. While she was six months pregnant, she decided to leave for home on the promise that she had gone to establish maternal relations for her child and to see her parents. As she was escorted, tradition suggests she simply disappeared from the escorts near the border of her father's kingdom. And now back in the underworld, Nyamata bore a child who was named Isimboa. She then gave her father the intel on the favorite cattle. Nyamiyonga decided to send his own two best, a bull and a cow, to mingle with Isaza's royal herd. He recommended to his herdsmen to travel at night so that they can easily get to the two cattle in without suspicion. And only seen when Isaza was inspecting his herd. When the royal herd arrived at the palace, Isaza went to marvel at his cattle and then spotted these two new interlopers. He got excited and immediately took possession of them, not caring who they were or where they come from. Now this were cattle from the underworld, so they had special skills. They had a mission, and as soon as the coast was clear, they lured Isaza's Bihogo Biagaju, his favorite cow, and his bull and took them to Nyamiyonga's kingdom. Isaza was distraught by the loss of his favorite cow and bull, and he went after them, leaving Bukuku in charge of the kingdom as he went on his mission to get back his cattle. On reaching Nyamiyonga's palace, he was met by Nyamata and his child, Isimba, for the first time. Isaza was given his cows, Bihongo and Kahogo, together with his wife Nyamata and child, as well as 200 heads of cattle, so that he could return home. But Isaza, he never found his way back home. He remained in Nyamiyonga's kingdom for the rest of his life, going round and round in circles, round and round with heads of cattle, round and round, knowing nowhere to go. And that was the payback. Meanwhile, back at home, Bukuku, the former stand-in of the king, proclaimed himself the new king. But... He belonged to the Baranzi clan and was a Muiru. This proclamation to kingship involved 
him in a power struggle with the members of the Bagabu clan. You see, Isaza, the former king, the one who's going round and round in circles in the underworld, he belonged to the Bagabu clan. All the Sasa chiefs who had been left by Isaza, Rugambanabato, rebelled against Bukuku on account that they could not be ruled by a Muiru. Neither would I. Their dreams were valid. In the end, the ghost of Isaza's line came to reclaim the throne. You wanna know how? Stay tuned. Well, Bukuku had a daughter. Her name was Nina Muiru, whom he had built a separate house to seal off everyone else, and she was given a maid called Mugizi to look after her. One day, Isimbwa, son of Isaza and Yamata, paid a visit from the underworld, where he had been since infancy. While he stayed at Bukuku's palace, he made some clandestine advances on Nina Muiru through her maid, Mugizi. He stayed in Niramuiru's enclosure for months. For months! And unknown to Bukuku, and six months after the departure of Isimbwa, Niramuiru bore a child, Ndahura. And to Bukuku's consternation, he ordered the child to be killed by drowning, and he was thrown into a river. But Ndahura, the twist, had on a necklace, and that had him stuck to a tree. So he did not drown. He could not drown. While he continued to hang around the bank of the river, a nearby porter named Rubumbi came and saved the child. He knew that this child belonged to Nyanamuiru. He secretly informed her, and Nyanamuiru decided to send two milk cows to feed the child. The child became known as Ndahura Karubumbi after the porter who had saved his life. Bukuku remained convinced that the child was dead. Ndahura grew into a strong spirited boy, son of Rubumbi. But all the people always commented on his striking resemblance to King Isaza. Hmm. Ndahura constantly troubled the king's herdsmen and could always drive their cattle away so that Rubumbi's cattle could drink fast. After all, who is the king? I am Dahura. These are my cattle. We shall drink fast. The herdsmen reported the matter to Bukuku, who decided to come and punish this insolent youth. When Dahura drove the king's cattle aside, Bukuku ordered his men to seize and beat him. But before they could do so, this son of the underworld, Ndahura, ran around Bukuku and stabbed him with a spear. Bukuku fell down into the drinking trough and died. Ndahura sat on the king's stool. The frightened men and herdsmen ran to Nyanamuiru so that she could come and capture her father's murderer. But Nyanamuiru Knowing what she did, she just exclaimed, My ears have heard both good and evil. And she ordered the installation of Ndahura on the throne of his grandfather, Isaza. The Panyoro became very happy because the royal lineage had been restored. The Muiru king 
had been slain and Dahura became king and opened a new dynasty of the Batwezi. He established his kingdom on Mubende Hill. While Bukuku, he got buried at Kisengwa in Bugangaisi. This is from a thousand years of Bunyoro, the Kitara kingdom. The people and the rulers. The story of the Batwezi. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was so brilliantly told. I was also laughing and dying. I think you did well with the pronunciations. These these are also people who are, you know, my roots are there. So I think you did fairly well. Don't uh, it took a lot of practice. <laughs> I'd like to thank my mom. <laughs> First, the Heavenly Father for letting my mother tongue Amen. influence not come through. <laughs> I'd also like to thank my mother for taking me to decent schools, though one of them was a little bit shady. A bit dodgy. Uh, yeah, a bit dodgy. And uh, I'd like to thank the water. The water, the water. Yes, we have to thank the water. So I'm going to ask you, what was your best bit about the tale? I love happy endings. To be fair, it was a happy ending. Yeah. And it was a comeuppance on Bukuku. A what? Honestly. Bukuku, comeuppance. What's really? that in English? <laughs> <laughs> karma. It was karma. Oh, yes. did you say karma pens? Karma pens, yes. Okay. Yes. You know, just for me, please use that in your podcast. Yeah. Just use karma pens. Karma just, pens. just throw it in there. And then when I'm being bougie, I know Max and Spen, Sass, Pen, Sass. Really? Yeah. 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 I can't. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Um, <laughs> so as promised yes. to our wonderful listeners, mm-hmm. um, could you tell us a little bit more about uh, what it is you do? Well, apart from narrating stories, yes, of the Bachwezi, with names like Ndahura. So I'm a podcaster. I do a podcast called Living Truthfully, um, which is you know an authentic African podcast about the male experience. Mm-hmm. I do this called podcast with men, for men, and it's listened to by women like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm a communicator, moderator. Yeah, I speak for a living. And you do it so well. Thank you. You do it so well. Thank you, ma'am. I wish you guys were here to see just the energy that Amani brings. Even me, I'm very happy to be sitting across from you. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing I wanted to say as well is that both Amani... Uh, share a producer. Yes. Yes. He's uh, what do we what do we call him? Me, I call him Buanali. No. What, what is he? What that, do we call that, him? That's disrespectful. Okay, sorry. What should we call him? He is the award-winning. The award-winning super producer. Super producer. The one and only. The one and only. Lee. Lee. Kanyatu. I can't top that. <laughs> you know what end that time. <laughs> Please don't, please. You know, you know, I have a, my own podcast. I have my own recording equipment. I can insert things. And he can just call me. Yeah. <laughs> He's a fantastic guy. He really is. Yeah. He if, really you, is. if you ever want, if you ever 
want to start a podcast please start with lee please please start please. with lee please don't go anywhere else yeah. yeah he's looking at us and he's he's not happy also his phone number is lee at bigcity.co.ke lee at bigcity.co.ke please call him first in fact amani is uh, one who introduced me to lee so uh big up big city lee <laughs> yep Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm sure people say and agree with me when I say that you're welcome back at any time. Thank you. Any any time. People please listen to Living Truthfully. It's actually an awesome podcast. It's even the women, honestly, you learn a lot about the male psyche. Thank you very Things much. Things which they don't tell us about. Thank you very much. But they're happy to tell Amani. Yeah. It's bro code, man, bro code. And y'all who African kings and queens out there who don't know where your roots are. If you don't understand why black is beautiful please listen to our free video thank you thank You're you welcome. right so to everybody thank you all for tuning in and until next time mubarikiwe mm-hmm.